Word. Speaking of pushing the button. If you're not tissue rolling right now, I don't know who you are. Yeah. I'm in my chair and I'm tissue rolling right now. We're not filming today. Tissue roll. Tissue roll. To the left. To the right. To the left. To the right. To the front. To the front. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to X-ray FM. At KXRY Portland and KQAC HD3 Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM. Streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. Dip with it. Before there's internet dances, there were these. Yeah, you had to come with a video. Yeah, you had to have it. a barbecue in the park. You had, you had to have a hundred people there. You had to have the whole city there, repping the city, yeah. wearing like team colors, hats, local. You know what I mean? Local, local swap meet hats, repping everything. You had to do the whole thing. It was a whole production to represent that. Okay, That's I mean, how cool. Now you got like four kids in a parking lot. With some tight sweats on, <laughs> I mean, I can spread it in front of like a Burger King. I, I, like, would, I would argue it all started with the American Band. Yeah. If you didn't know, if you didn't know the dance, yeah, 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 you got booed around. But like in the nineties, it was all MC Hammer, Tag, yeah, uh, SWV. Yeah. Everybody had their dances, so yeah. you just had to know them. Yeah. The, cool. da- the dance was like in the song, or you know what I mean. The yeah. song was the dance. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll tell you how to do it. This is what it's about. It was like a whole thing to join in. I'm like, like now it's kind of a little more hidden. Kind of people just make it up. I'm subconsciously hating I, on the Kiki Challenge. I, still, I'm just saying I, that I right hate now. it, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I love to hate. Whoop, there it is. Yeah. So I, I get it. Yeah. It's, it's, You're lucky because I almost opened up with that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, this close. I, I, love, I literally, I, I literally flipped the coin. I love the nostalgia <laughs> of it. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like back in the day, I remember dancing to it and then just being over it. Yeah. And it still wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. I just have fond memories from from dances. Oh, you know, yeah. Go to dance, school dance. Oh, yeah. fond memories and that song was going and going. All right, let's get into some get to show. <laughs> Yeah. What's happening in the news? What's happening out there? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Starting things off. Let's start with a doozy. <laughs> we can work our way up. <laughs> Doozy. MGM is suing the. God, I can't even read this. MGM is suing Vegas mass shooting victims and argues that it isn't liable. All right, let's wrap our heads around this. Uh, the MGM, MGM Resorts International has sued hundreds of victims of the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history in a bid to avoid liability for the gunfire that rained down from its Mandalay Bay Casino Resort in Las Vegas. Um,. But long, uh, to kind of put this more simply in another way, what, what's happening with them is that during these uh, these court proceedings, uh, they're saying that they they're pretty much protected by the federal government on this because they actually had federal protection. Because one of the p- persons that they hired for security uh, has some kind of a government contract or something like that. <sighs> I mean, there's probably some legal ways for them to get around this. Apparently, also like people that are already suing them, they can't sue back, and so that's already going to happen. I'm sure they once they figure this out during the trial, uh, they're so, like, so, so, "Oh, hey, to prevent us from getting sued further by other people, let's take these steps." Are they, so, are they counter suing before they get sued? Is kind that what of, it is? More or less. 
Yeah. It, I just think it's ridiculous, yeah. man. Like, if you get shot you, from uh-huh. at a mass shooting, like, except you know, September 11th type yeah. thing, the government should pay for your hospital bills and all that stuff like that. Yeah. Now, I get people being like, well, where was the security at? Especially after 9-11, arguing that this should the security protocol should have been stepped up. Yeah. This shouldn't have happened to me yeah. coming to your said event. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I needed my civil suit. Yeah. So, them countersuing is really horrible. Yeah, That's I get it. Yeah. I get it. They're covering their end of the business, but still, yeah. like you got to step. Evil. It's a cold way to go about it. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. ice cold. If you watch, ever watch uh, Better Call Saul? It's a very Jimmy McGill way. <laughs> To solve the problem, it's like, like uh, I love yeah. you, man. But yeah, you're a horrible person. Man. <laughs> Not that I love the man. I love Mandalay Bay for doing this. Yeah, that's horrible, man. I hope this does set a precedent of like how people start handling like their business, especially large corporations, because they're only getting more leeway by the government, by this administration in a way. So if they, if they can just take it as far as this, where you shooting victim, you get sued for getting shot. Yeah, man, I'm scared about what else can happen the way things are going. Especially that's a slippery slope. Yeah, it's very slippery slope. It's a scary one. All right, moving on. Uh, the NRA and some other nonprofits will no longer need to identify their donors to the IRS. This is whack. Yeah, some nonprofit <laughs> groups will no longer have to give the IRS the names of donors who give them $5,000 or more. Um, among the groups that will no longer have to report donors are the NRA. Um, also, the, this also applies to groups like the NCAAP uh, or NAACP, uh, different labor unions, and volunteer fire departments, uh, et cetera. But uh, I don't think those are the groups you have to worry about because I don't think those those groups deal with like death dealing machines. So yeah. I'm a little worried about. It. Are the, nor are they so heavily involved in, in influencing politics so, on such a grand scale as well. Yeah, which also is kind of scary. Which about I, don't, I don't I don't I don't like that too. That's also another slippery slope where like people don't have to claim what they they donated. Yeah, it's like well, but, what's the but, what's the inherent need for that? Like why would yeah, you want? Yeah. Why would why, you not want? Them? Why are you taking that away? Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, that's that's scary. Like well, they're, they're saying like also well they're to protect some of the to protect the identities of the donors obviously you know what I mean but I don't yeah but like if you're donating that much money yeah I want to know I want to know especially more than $5,000 I want to know who's trying to sway someone yeah I mean it's, when numbers that big should be known yeah it should be public knowledge yeah yeah. Well, especially that's the thing too. Especially if it's a non, especially if it's a nonprofit group, like if it, like a church yeah. or something, giving the money. Especially if it's nonprofit, because they're not paying. You know, they're probably not paying taxes. Because they always and they're bring, make they're making political decisions. Yeah, you know, and what they're, they're always swaying political decisions that don't have, that avoids taxes, and that scares me from other reasons. They always bring these things up. Yeah. In, in, in political races yeah, they'd be like oh they took money from so and so and so and so they took money from so and so and so so if that's, if, so if that's public knowledge yeah. why isn't this public knowledge yeah. you know what I'm saying Yeah, it's just the tax exempt thing like this is the groups that are not just weird to me like the, NC, like the NCAA them being like tax exempt it's like okay I mean they could probably push something through they don't have to deal with anything. They don't have to like probably even deal with any liability with any students that get hurt playing sports. And yeah, so they can just get away with whatever. So now they use the NRA. It's like anybody else is doing something shady. And now they can just squeeze their money through. I don't know. And I, I like to go for churches because it's like churches do too many things that are so evil and vile like that. But that scares me that certain religions, not just like a Christian church, any religion, can kind of push their agenda like that as well. That's weird for me. Speaking in related news to this, which is also kind of scary, an alleged Russian spy and gun rights activist with deep U.S. ties is ordered to jail pending trial. Uh, Maria Butina, who's 29 years old, is pleading not guilty to the charge of conspiring to act as an agent of foreign government in Washington, D.C. Uh, pretty much this young woman uh, has conspired. She was also like connected with trying to link the Trump administration with uh, certain information from 
from Russians. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, like she's she's been she's been at this for years in various forms. But mm-hmm. the, the, she decided she decided to infiltrate the NRA reportedly because she, uh, and certain documents reports say that she uh, that the NRA is a very influential group in American politics, mm-hmm. and it, it was kind of a no brainer. Pretty much, they're like they're they're dumb and easily influenced, and they have a lot of power and sway. If there's any way to get in to, to infiltrate the United States and influence the politics when from an outside view of government, this is the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah, duh. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, that's she's like on a high she's like on a, a high level, you know. No, yeah, she's official. Yeah, 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 she's out here. Not her doing know, it. She's doing. She's doing with some big time stuff there. Yeah, like some Jason Bourne type thing. No, it's like yeah. what's that? Uh, uh, what's that FX show? The Soviets or whatever. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, the same the Soviet, thing. Yeah, same thing. I don't watch it. Either. I don't That's watch it, but I I know the premise <laughs> of the show. You know what well, I'm saying? I watch bad TV. Yeah, but that man, I'm just thinking that's gonna scare you too. That's something we should definitely keep in check. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to see where this goes because like if you look deeper into it, there's there's a lot of things going on with her, like in like the Trump administration in particular. Um, I think it's also funny that this whole money thing is being funneled through the NRA. Um, I it's it's like if you kind of start. Putting everything together, especially with all of the, uh, all of the, um, the, what was it like? There's probably like 20 people, like 20 Russians that are being indicted right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at that. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, and uh, kind of to, to stretch a little further, um, our president's been saying a lot of dumb stuff lately. Um. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like it's messing up with Russia, just pretty much like handing Putin whatever he wants, just let him get away. Whatever. I thought he's supposed to be tough, and bad, and supposed to have America first. And what if you don't listen to your own intelligence agencies about what's happening, and you take the word of one man who's who murders reporters, yeah, and other <laughs> and, and other political opponents? I don't know where else to go. <sighs> I don't know. There's that, and then there's like just dumb. He's just making a dummy of himself. He just doesn't have people around him while he's out there no. to stop him from doing anything. He really has to show. These are his true colors. I mean, All right, I mean get, he was he was trash yeah. in 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 London mm-hmm. and then he gets over to Russia and it's just yeah. like everybody's making that that connection between Game of Thrones and Reek. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's it is true though. It's a constant flip flopping too. Like yeah. I said wooden. I didn't mean what I mean wooden. For one, I thought he had the best words. If you have a, a very high if you're intelligent and have a very good vocabulary, you doesn't just um, those are things you don't mess up. No, you don't. You don't go what from. You find, no, like if you're reading a teleprompter, yeah. and you, you want to say wooden, and you say wood, yeah. it's like, mm. and that's a from the heart, yeah. comment too. It's not like it's a joke or something to do. That's like that's no, no, no. It's, that's it's, a in depth perce- perception thing. You know, that's something you really concentrate on and think about and feel. And I think it's like, even funny I'm, how you flip flop three or four times after, yeah, like, after a couple of days. If you're a president and you're reading a teleprompter, you should be reading it yeah. along with yeah. yourself in your own head. Yeah. So if, if it comes out wrong, you'll be like, well, I'm, you, you correct it right there on the spot. You don't have to go back and look at footage and yeah. see yeah. exactly what you did wrong. Yeah. It's trash. And to give you an idea <laughs> of how dumb he sounds, I'm just going to play this clip of him talking about Brexit or a hard Brexit. Brexit is, uh, you know, I've been reading a lot about Brexit over the last couple of days, and it seems to be turning a little bit differently where they're getting at least partially involved back with the uh, European Union. Uh, I have no message. It's not for me to say I own a lot of property there. I'm going to Scotland while I wait for the meeting. I have uh, Turnberry in Scotland, which is a magical place, one of my favorite places. I'm going there for two days while I wait for the Monday meeting. Uh, But it's not for me to say what they should be doing in the UK. I have great friendships. My mother was born 
in Scotland. Uh, I have great friendships over there. We have a wonderful ambassador, Woody Johnson, and uh, he's doing it. By the way, Woody's doing a great job. But it's it's not for me to say. I'd like to see him be able to work it out so it could go quickly, whatever they work out. What? Yeah. <laughs> so he pretty much talked about Scotland, his mother being born there, him having property there, um, and anything else. I don't know. I don't think he's been reading about Brexit for a couple of days. I think he's just making up stuff. I just love and that. And it's a sign of just how you don't know what you're talking about. I love now. that London showed up to just like just be like, disrespect him be like you're yeah. trash yeah, we don't like he's like we don't we owe don't you like anything you. like we don't lose anything by just they put, spitting in your face they put the float out there yeah. they was just like yeah. I mean they, they, got a, they got an yeah. okay to yeah. put that float out there yeah I think it's just funny when like he's always just like they're laughing at us they're laughing at you yeah. they like I mean by us to mean you and your people not collectively us the rest of the United States they mean no. you you they're laughing at you you they know the people here the dumb are, people, are, you. are better than yeah. who was elected yeah and I, and that's that's the one thing I'm proud the world understands yeah, man. is that the people here are better than the people we have in office yeah some people got faith in us hold on world we're coming back we'll make a comeback for sure like the phoenix rising from the ashes after it's been burned to death just scorched but we will rise that's how that's how it works burnt chicken yeah, exactly <laughs> let's go to some Oregon news yeah Organized confusion. Organized. Yeah, Fermont, don't come at me for this. Organized. <laughs> it's an homage to you. <laughs> All right. Pharaoh. All right. Uh, a, man is, a man is accused of pointing a gun at another driver on I-205 for refusing to give him a cigarette. And that's a Nick fit. Yeah. <laughs> He brought the heat. <laughs> he came for real. It's real out there. He's this like, man, this traffic is terrible. Like, I can't like, get off. I'm stuck on yeah. here for an hour. Yeah. I need my fix. You got one. You're not going to share it. I'm taking it. <laughs> wow. A 31-year-old uh, was arrested um, Tuesday morning, accused of pointing a handgun at another man in traffic. will not give him a cigarette. Um, the victim in this case called 911 just after 10, 10 a.m. It's too early for that. feels like 3 I will have somewhat of sympathy. 10 a.m., but traffic's not that bad. All right, saying that another driver pointed a gun at him on I-205 northbound, just south of Interstate 84. Um, officers got a description of the vehicle, which is a maroon Pontiac sedan. <laughs> I know, Can't make this stuff up. I know, that, I, that, that's very key to me in this story. All me right. too. <laughs> and they uh, pulled the car over and detained the driver, um, asked some questions, and then, uh, yeah. I, gu- I guess... <laughs> I guess here's the thing, man. Like, I, it's just get someone a cigarette, dog. You, in most cases, when someone are like that, I weighed my option. You can see in someone's eyes. I'm like, is it really worth it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Not really. You're going to live a little longer. You don't know what kind of day they had. I don't care if I know someone or not. Like, I really don't feel like if it's my last one. And some people are, like, desperate enough to come up and ask you. Something tells me they really, really need one. And I'm like, okay, I'll do this. I don't know what you're going to do, how you're going to break. I figure it's just a, you know, at the, a, a, a crazy person snapping deterrent. You just save something crazy from happening by what's, giving this person. What's, what's the movie when no boy's in traffic and he loses it and then he just goes up, runs a month? The, 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 it's in LA. Um, falling down? Falling down. Yeah. 
This is like this, you know, this is the premise. Yeah. So it's like, see somebody willing to, to pull a handgun on you for a cigarette? A he's having yeah. he's having a different day than you. You might want to help him out. I'm just gonna put that out there. If you have one, give it to him. If you don't have one, then whatever. You know? Yeah, exactly. Just get somebody a cigarette out there, everybody. Don't worry about it. You might be saving your life or somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts. All right. Facts. And an amazing, an amazing news. Woman survives seven days after SUV plunges off a cliff. Seven and days. And Big Sur. An Oregon woman who disappeared a week ago was found alive at the bottom of an oceanside cliff in Big Sur, California. Um, but she survived the wreckage after her SUV. Uh, uh, she survived in the wreckage of her SUV by using her radiator hose to siphon water from a nearby creek. Uh, Angela Hernandez, who was 22 of Portland, injured her shoulder but was able to walk and talk. And uh, she made it out okay. But, yeah, she was driving along the coastline in her, in her, in her Jeep. Uh, she just ran off a, a, ran off a Highway 1. And then uh, I guess, yeah, she was just visiting family down there, ran off the side of the highway, and she got stuck. But no one could find her for a couple days because, like, there was, like, a bunch of fog. And only, luckily there's some people camping, and they are just walking along. When the fog cleared, they were just walking on the trail and found the SUV and called. But, like, seven days. Seven days. And no one knows what she did for food. I mean, who knows? Maybe I mean, she didn't eat. Maybe 200, she had snacks. 200 to 250 feet down. Like, that's just, that's just yeah. nobody, nobody's looking for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's I mean, like, like it worked out. Like, being lucky enough to be near the water, being lucky enough to be able to grab a radiator hose, probably busted up for how the car. Like, so many of the, so many parts of the, those dices that were rolled nah. all came up like sevens for her. Yeah. And like that, I'm, I'm stoked for her. That's amazing. That's like a yeah, great so, somebody, story. Somebody was praying for her for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing, man. That's shout, amazing. Yo, shout out to like holding on to good faith and being a survivor. Shout out to Andalina Hernandez. For sure. Getting it done. But yeah, just don't lose faith, faith, people, because everyone thought she was gone for days at a time. But, uh, yeah, everyone kept that. I guess persistence pays. So just, you know, don't lose don't lose hope out there, I guess, is what we'll learn from that, right? Yeah. All right. Um, I'll let you hear it from Mr. Uh, um, Mr. Daryl Turner himself, how he feels about the mayor, and we'll talk about um, the cesspool comments he made. The mayor will say he supports police officers, that we do a great job. But then he slaps us in the face and says something like this. Harsh words from the head of the Portland Police Union, defending officers' interactions with thousands of homeless people in city streets. He says officers are angry. The mayor supports the investigation into whether police are profiling homeless people in making arrests. And when the mayor wants to point the finger at the police officers, he's doing the wrong thing. And he needs to lead like a leader. Take, take, take the credit when you have when you do something good but also take the blame when there's mistakes made and he's not doing that the mayor says calling the city a cesspool doesn't help it's not a positive thing for any city to have lots and lots of homeless people on the sidewalk it's certainly unacceptable to have illegal activity whether it's uh, 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 open drug use or whether it's harassing people who are uh, just minding their own business and going about their daily lives um, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, but again, uh, the, you know, we all agree on that. The question is, how are we going to solve it? That is, a, that is a question. Yeah. My thoughts is, it, I, I think they're both right, but the same. Exactly. But the I same, think they're both wrong. But they're both wrong, too, yeah, at the same yeah. time. Because like, I have a business on, was it, Fifth Avenue downtown? Yeah. Right by the Greyhound Station? Yeah. And I've never seen... Crack smoke so freely. Oh, the drugs used so openly yeah. on that one block. Yeah. When we were first starting the show, I would come down here to meet you. We would have our meetings about the show, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Man, I don't want to park here." <laughs> and, and you see the same, the, the same dealers, the same addicts yeah. every day, yeah. and it's and it's mixed in with all that homeless stuff. So it's just like, but the police don't do anything. 
They do nothing. So it's the same thing. It's like yeah. both of them are ranting and raving about, you know, what's what the other person's dropping the ball on. Yeah. But there's actual avenues in this city that just the same things going on every day and they're not doing anything about it. Yeah. And at the same time, that's a t- it's, a, it's on both sides. Okay, for one, they're being investigated because they're pretty much over the course of 2017, they arrested like over half the arrests that the city made were homeless people, which only accounts for about 3% of the population in the city. So yeah, that's a disturbing number. That being said, what are they supposed to do when they get called all the time when the city is not providing other solutions? Yeah. For one, cops shouldn't be the ones dealing with homeless people at all. No. This should be a special, as, no. you know, like for one, there should be some like mental health advisors, or other people are drug advisors, other people who are like more trained and, you know, thoughtful with the situation instead because police are trained to, you know, yeah. take people to jail. Take people to jail. That are on me. Like, they're, used to something like that. they're not used to mental health or anything like that. They're not doctors. They don't know. I mean, they their do, reaction they, is to they take do this put them through that type, of, that type of training, but at the yeah. same time, that shouldn't be their primary, that nah. they're primarily called. Yeah, for. so it's kind of like, what are they supposed to do? But the way they handle it is bad, of course, but they're not trained for that. No. And Ted Wheeler, of course, is like, you're the mayor. You're supposed to have solutions to this, and it's not to have the police fix it. I don't think, I mean, and if the police are doing something wrong while doing this, that's fine. But the police shouldn't be the ones that are handling this. I'm just saying at the same time, they shouldn't be on them to be handling this. That the facilities that that they didn't have, yeah. Now that they, now that they do have, they should be using these facilities for these reasons. Yeah, to clean up the situation instead of me still having to go to the same block and see the same things happening every day. Yeah, I mean, I just know like we know some sort of people that have you had business down there. Like I know some other people have businesses down there. There, I see their Facebook posts. They're very discouraged. Yeah, on a daily basis about what's happening, about them trying to fix problems. Because they're yeah. not fixing Chinatown at all. Yeah, because they want to help these homeless people, but then they're growing resentment at the same time because they're finding poop in front of their door every day. Every day. Yeah. And that'll get to you a little bit. I mean, there's only so much one can take on either side. So right. I don't know. Be a little, be a little thoughtful. But you know, I, I I'm hoping that the cops, please be a little mindful with homeless people. Be a little sensitive to them. Don't beat them up, take them to jail. That doesn't help them. Makes it worse. Ted Wheeler. Get out there, and make something happen. You're the mirror, dog. Get, get some yeah, more facilities done. for these for these people, places for these people to go. Yeah. Basically, yeah, man, yeah. All right, rounding things up. Climate change kids makes a stand in federal courtroom in Oregon. Attorneys for 21 young activists suing the federal government over climate change urged uh, a judge Wednesday to allow their cases to go to trial, while government lawyers argue that a court can't direct uh, national uh, energy policy. Uh, this is interesting because I think I think in the move for this, I don't I think this would be hard for them to win. I don't know if the, uh, this is protect, protected constitutionally in a way, but I think this could be a building block to have things change. Yeah, in that way, realizing that you are damaging things for future generations, and you have to be responsible in that way because that's what's happening. You saw that video that's been that's been going around lately, right? Which one? I think it's I think it's the I think it's Dominican Republic, and it's just. M- mounds and mounds and mounds of trash just washing up. Yeah. It's like their whole water right yeah. there. But well, I've, s- I've seen tons of videos like that. All over I mean, the place it's all, it's, it, yeah. it's, it's been going, it, it, it's shared all over the place. Yeah. But it's just like to deny climate change and deny our, us as an, as a, as a, as a reason for these things to happen to the world is, it's kind of right there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, man. So shout out to those kids uh, taking a stand. Shout out to the youth in general of taking a stand against government, getting involved in the actual system, learning that. Because I remember being that young. You, I would learn some things, you know, but like I wasn't as into government, you know, as I think some of these kids are and so, yeah. and so involved. I think there are certain student unions or student groups that people that help people out. But I think this is just a general thing that kids are just getting into. And so I like, think, props I th- to them I think for like kids, figuring it out, you know. Just, you know, it's the information age. 
are more informed than we were. Yeah. They put us in these boxes, you know, you're going to go to algebra. <laughs> it's like two bucks. Hey, you got to go. We didn't, we didn't have like, we didn't, we didn't listen to podcasts. It was yeah. no NPR. Yeah. We, you know, we wasn't into all this stuff. It was around, but just, yeah, like, we didn't have access. We didn't, yeah. You know, the, the, the schools weren't giving us the, the option of that. So no. it's just like, I'm yeah. glad that these kids are well informed and they stay informed and that they fight back. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. For our main topic today. The hang ups we have today. Shout out to that World Chance 8887 Lakers shirt out there. I'm a Blazers fan. Yeah. You're looking good in the booth, of it. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an issue going on today. We've talked about it previously. We didn't have much time to hint on it. And I was in a Facebook group the other day full of people from Portland that are black and African American and proud to be here. And uh, an interesting topic came up. <laughs> um, and we're going to cover it fully. So, the question is can you be pro black and date outside of your race? The all American question. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to be in like super duper militant black. And dead outside your race? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, you can you can support black situations mm-hmm. and date outside your race. But to be like super duper militant, yeah. fist up, yeah. all the colors. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean like you can't I mean, be the guy you, <laughs> you, you can date brown. <laughs> but if you but if you date yeah. white and yeah. you super militant, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's the thing, because some people's idea of militant changes too. I'll say this, like if you're example, like if you're if you ever seen, a, I'm gonna get you, sucker. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. be like, that. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, little white kids like the pole white trash. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's funny, but okay, like, but to break it down in a simple Bean way, pies. obviously you have to understand that that's kind of the main. That's one thing that's missing a lot in the argument. Okay, so what's pro black? Okay, by definition, <laughs> in, in by Urban Dictionary, of course. Uh, Pro-black is a lifestyle that encourages the economic growth and development of black people as a whole with the purpose of increasing the wealth and population of black people around the world. Whether it be spending money with black-owned businesses in your communities or online, promoting love for black people and encouraging black youth, its sole purpose is to keep uplifting black people in America to be proud and uh, and the same time. Um, I, I, which I think is important. Um, I support black businesses. Mm-hmm. I like supporting black businesses. That being said... It's not like I only support black businesses. Yeah. You know, like at certain things, certain times, there's certain things I have to do. It's like, okay, this is the place I go because they're quality for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I support a lot of Asian businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, I support a lot of Latin businesses mm-hmm. at the same time. I kind of go for what, I, what I'm going for, I'm going, I go for. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, granted, though, when it comes to certain options, I do choose, I do try to support a black business. But like, I, I think for myself personally, growing up around Portland, I grew up around many different people of color in general. I mean, I grew up very multicultural. Like, you know, I had, like, Indonesian friends growing up. I had Spanish friends. I had Russian friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I had Latin friends. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I, 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 had, I had different Asian friends that, like, I could separate them to what I know. Like, my friend's Indonesian. He's mm-hmm. Chinese. He's Thai. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had some black friends. I had some, I had some African friends. Mm-hmm. I had some Jamaican kids I knew. So it's, to me, like, the way I'm saying, the way I look at my support is that, like, I still want to support people of color in general, especially black people because those are my people. Mm-hmm. But if that's the case, then I will say that I'm probably not, by definition, then pro-black. Because then I'm not going ju- just for black businesses. Yeah. Am I going to get my milk and be like, well, this was this raised by a black farmer? Why ain't yeah. drinking that milk? Lucerne ain't black. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? France ain't black. Yeah. They don't make no black bread. Yeah. Who makes the black bread? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a certain point where it's like, okay, like, well, it's like the vegan argument. It's like, okay, how vegan are you? You're gonna wear, are you not going to wear leather shoes? Like, yeah. I don't it's like one of those things, stuff. So. It's like, it's all about the dollar. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. Yeah. Like, if there's a boycott going on, people should boycott it. Like, the black dollar is, is powerful. Yeah. Uh, any dollar is powerful. Yeah. But the circulation mm-hmm. of that said money is limited in the black community because we, we're highly consumers. Yeah. We're, the, we're the bling bling. You know, we're the we're the 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 category of that where we're, yeah. we're everything in excess. Yeah. So a lot of people will support other things that are outside of the race, but they're not people that are screaming that they're pro black. Yeah. But going with this same sentiment, do you see that the Latinos when they when they go on strike from something? They go on strike from something. They yeah. stop shopping at Walmart. They they go down points, yeah. points yeah. that day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if people are going to be arguing this pro-black concept, they need to put out that list yeah. of where to go, yeah. where to be, you know, where to support, yeah. where the, where the meetings are, yeah. and all these things. Yeah. If that's the argument, and but I digress. Yeah. And, getting yeah. to the getting back to uh, that, like we're, we're Americans. We're all grown, you know. I don't. There's not many cities where there's all black everything. Yeah. So being in Portland, where we're less than five yeah. percent, I mean, I guess you could still be militant, but at the same time, you gotta be mindful how you navigate those waters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. But um, dating outside your race is, you know, that's a personal preference. That's a personal thing. Like you yeah. know, I think I don't think. There's people who I, I hate it when people say I'm only attracted to this to this race or that race. Yeah, exactly. I think that argument is ridiculous because yeah. we're all human. Yeah, you gotta be attracted to all humans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love all women. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a true fact. I go, <laughs> like, like, My, like I think I think most beautiful many races are, are beautiful in their own way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I don't think all of them are attracted, mm-hmm. but maybe some are. I think that's just a, once again it's a human preference. That yeah. like oh well, so there's only attracted because of this skin. The skin color. I just, uh, I just always thought that was weird when, yeah. when like uh-huh. a, a girl walk up to me and be like, "I only date black guys." I'm like, Ugh, "I don't only date yeah. whatever you are." I was talking about that in the hallway with the who does a cannabis show that airs later on tonight at 7 p.m. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but they're just talking about that too. That I caught them having a, a Tinder conversation, and they I kind of was thinking that too. But I mean, because I'm worried about that myself. Like, if like I've dated a woman who's not who's not uh, who's not black, and if I see like, say, if I see like white girl on tinder and she has like a bunch of like pictures of like them like saving african kids i'm like okay i'm a little weird about this no you know what i'm saying like i'm like like black fetishes are weird to me you know what i'm saying like that's super awkward i think that's weird for me yeah i mean i I could use stuff but it's usually weird a bad situation you don't usually have your best interests in mind i'm not saying that that's for all i'm saying from my experience what i've experienced in that realm and it probably hasn't had my best you know interest in mind if that's their agenda yeah yeah but i but at the same time like, here's the thing like is that there's people who do marry black and date black but they don't support black they don't think about it that way you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. well i've known people who probably more interracial relationships and they kind of do a lot to help their community and their people like they're a little more voice they're a little more out there you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. they're probably their their spouse who is not black does a lot themselves mm-hmm. so how is that bad you know what i'm saying like you're gonna go against that is or you just rather them not you know, because I know a lot of black families, you just don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I, I, I'm currently dating, and I'm really, I'm in love with my girl who is Latina. And she's there, she's an activist. She's always all about all the things that are going on yeah. with 
you know, Mexican culture right now because, you know, Trump and all the built the wall and all that yeah. stuff. So I fully support her and all and everything that she's that she's going through. I understand her struggle because I am a black man yeah. and I can appreciate her struggle because because, of, you know, what all the black people have been through. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not out here, you know, super duper pro black. But at the same time, I do support my my fellow African-Americans yeah. and I, I just support people who you know brown people in general because yeah. their struggle is real yeah. the story of America is patchwork with the the work of Asian and Latino and African-Americans yeah. it's not just one one two or three it, it's all of us yeah so I think all of us are trying to lift each other up hopefully so that America is a better place yeah hopefully yeah so he said at the same time, some would probably make the argument too that like, you know, uh that there's some races that are acceptable in that in that realm. If they're darker skins. Cause some people are like, oh, that's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you could like a Latin or if it's like, oh well, like, you know, or I mean, there's racism or she's all in subcultures. Or she's Arab or there's there's you know racism in all like, these different subcultures. Like, exactly. And it's, it's not like other cultures don't do this as well. No, like, no, no. Their it's like, are very well known like, to like kind of keep to themselves in the dating. If you're lighter yeah. than you you're over here, if you're darker, you're over here. Yeah. I, I mean, we can we can break this stuff down all day yeah, long. Yeah. I'm just saying in America mm-hmm. it shouldn't be light skin versus dark skin. It should just be no. it should be just be a brown get down. Yeah. Everybody should be yeah. supporting each other. Okay, well, this is interesting as well because at the same time, like, if there's a white person in black face and does bait or date, they have a baby. That person, a lot, that a lot of people, like, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like, let's have fight. No, that baby's black. That baby, that, <laughs> it's that brown. Baby. It's gonna get treated. I mean, it's probably it's gonna have difficulty on both. In offense, I haven't probably been accepted in some ways in both sides of the community. But at the end of the day, the the majority of society will still look at that child as as black or yeah. brown or as a person of color. They're not gonna give it like. They're not the gonna give pass it. in a sense, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some all black yeah. people who are light enough and fair enough to pass as as white yeah. people. Yeah, that, or or just to be like light skinned and think, oh, you mixed tones. Like, no, but no. my parents are black. They but just my dark. parents are just dark. You know? yeah. yeah. So I mean, there, there's that's a slippery slope, and yeah. I hate that people put it down to that. Yeah. You know, like there's this racism in your own society, this racism in the world, yeah. racism in America. I, it, it's just weird that yeah. all these subgroups have to come up for you to be for you to get the, the A okay, yeah. the thumbs up. Yeah, you know, yeah. back in the day, um, even the Kappas, like you had to be lighter than a than a brown paper bag to be a Kappa. Jeez, you know, That's the, it's you know, so like, I mean, but you know, there's little stuff like that. But yeah. like, civil rights movement was for all races. Yeah, it wasn't just for blacks. It was for all races to be able to sit at that table because yeah. it was just white and colored. Yeah, it was there wasn't any uh, black, you know, brown. No, no, no. It was white and colored. Yeah, that was it. Mm-hmm. You colors hang out over here. Whites hung out over here. Yeah, civil rights movement was for all races yeah. to come come full circle. So I feel like we all should support everyone. Yeah, some people just yeah. I think the main thing is people like how could you put your love into fighting against you know a system that predominantly you know is ruled by you know by caucasians mm-hmm. while like in their words sleeping with the enemy mm-hmm. that's that's some of the cut the speech that i've heard in a sense like that like and i think that's kind of important to, like to think about in a sense because like i think your rhetoric and the language you could use it that's crazy because then not that at that point now people started thinking well should you be anti-white well it's 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 how you're because raised I'm, like, like i'm not anti-white Look, I'm, you know I'm, I'm, I'm from like, in, i'm from indiana yeah my mom didn't who raised us because my dad wasn't around was all about us not dating white just because of 
her interactions with white people. She didn't hate white people. Yeah. She just knew it would be harder. Yeah. And in and back in the day in Indiana, when I did date outside my race, their parents had pulled the plug on me on our relationships. They yeah. called me up and was like, Look, I didn't know you were dating our daughter. I thought you guys were friends. Yeah. Now that I know you guys are dating, I'm gonna go ahead and knock that. Yeah. You guys you guys can't hang out like that. You guys can be friends, but yeah. you can't date each other. Yeah. And I've had those phone calls. Yeah. I mean 13, 12, 13 years old in Indiana, not knowing any different. You know, my mom said so, but it's like whatever, you know, she likes me. I like her. What's what's the harm in it? Yeah. Didn't know. And so the parents stepped in was like, nah, we don't want you dating our daughter. Yeah. Y'all can be friends, but yeah. nah. Yeah. And like it's Indiana, so it's like you it you go so you go with it or you end up on the tree. So yeah, that's yeah, crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah, that happened. Yeah. I mean that that real life happened to me. Yeah. So it's like there's reason why it's like it's easier for me like to be on the brown side, even though I you know I've dated everything. But at the same time, it's like it's easier for me to be on the brown side because I I just relate more to their struggle. Yeah, and it's more relatable. We have we have, understand each other's you know life. Yeah better i guess that's the main thing if you're going to be in an interracial relationship you have to realize that you're this is going to happen mm -hmm. i don't think it's necessarily fair or whatever but i think it's just kind of like well you kind of have to accept that mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like love who you want to love you know do what you want to do and i encourage that i just don't think you should be surprised if you catch any backlash then again you shouldn't care about the backlash you're with the one you love right yeah you're supposed to be able to conquer that so right i guess that's all i have to say about that's that. what they say, love conquers all yeah, exactly mm -hmm. as long as what you're doing is contributing something positive to society I don't care. Right. As long as you're down, as long as you're down to make things positive, make things move, I don't care who you love loving. And that is the end of that. Speaking of me. We can get this turned up a bit. It sounds low. It's time, it's time for another That's Racist. <laughs> hey. All right. <laughs> coupon Carl CBS uh, employees fired after calling the cops on a black woman over a coupon and a very embarrassing story for this young lady or named, uh, I, don't, I, think she, I don't think she's that young actually <laughs> well I'll call her that just to give us to make her feel better Camilla Hudson went into a CVS to buy um, some personal hygiene products um, she had a coupon that was a manufacturer's coupon expires at the end of the year um, the company did not recognize said coupon and uh, it got a little suspicious. So, uh, this is one employee. Then he th takes it over to, I guess, who's, uh, one of their managers on duty, who gets very nervous, thinking it was fraudulent, and decides to call the police on this woman for a coupon. And if you watch the video, I wanted to get, have an audio for this, but there's an emer emergency siren going on in the back. It is so annoying. You can check it out online if you want to. But uh, I'm not going to play that over there. You need the video for context as well, mainly just because you have to see this man's hands shaking. Like he just saw a ghost, like Scooby Doo shaking. Oh wow! Like Shaggy's shaking, like ridiculous, <laughs> like cartoonish. It's like, oh my god, that's real. And everyone's like, you should leave him alone. He has Parkinson's. They're like, no, he doesn't. For one, he doesn't. You know, he did it. The lady said that he was was totally fine beforehand, and then when he called and realized how wrong he was, he started shaking. Um, I don't know what to say about this. Apparently, this guy is also like. <laughs> He's also, does, I guess he's trying to run for some kind of office or something in his in his city, in his district or something like that. I don't, I don't think he'll make it very far into that. So I won't even give him the notoriety. We'll just keep calling Coupon Carl. <laughs> Dang, man. But yeah, you can get called call if you're having a coupon, dog. It's, yeah. it's like, how racist yeah. is the world? It's yeah. very. It's proof every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, just like, I don't... Uh, 
I guess apparently he also has a history of uh, f- a fraudulent behavior. Like I guess he's like had some scams where he's done this stuff too, some forgery stuff. So this is even more ironic that he called the cops about this when he's actually been busted for it before. I don't know, man. Like it's it's just crazy. I mean, it's just scary that we do that. Just stop calling the cops and calling the cops. Stop on us. calling the cops on us for this stuff that you can just work out with your words. Yeah, I know you're scared. Yeah, that black people put them hands on you because yeah. we will. Yeah, but try to use your words to talk us down first. Like yeah. if you if you antagonize the situation, yeah. you are gonna catch them hands. If you just let you know, if you just talk it out with us, yeah. it's not gonna be that. You know. Yeah. Why is he just? He was just so scared, man. It's just kind of made me mad how scared he was. And it's funny part because the woman got mad. Cause he was scared. I could tell she was mad that he was scared. Did you see that video yeah. of that white man trying to trying to cut the line of all these black people? Yeah, and was trying to just just be like whatever. Yeah. I don't. And then he was like trying to use words that yeah. was not tight. Yeah, and so he got slapped. Yeah, it went and down. slept. Yeah, and then still try to walk to the front of the yeah. line. It's like man, this stop it. Just... The entitlement. Yeah, is the reason why you're catching these paws. Yeah, stop stop being entitled. Yeah. And stop getting beat up out there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I thought I was condoning like beat people. I'm up not condoning it, but, but yeah, but like, <laughs> what do you expect when you disrespect? If you waiting in line at Disney yeah. to ride a ride, you got your kid with you, yeah. and somebody just walks in front of you, and they just tell you that they're just gonna walk in front of you because the color of their skin. Yeah, and you think yeah. that not one of these other brown people are gonna just do something to you? Yeah, you, like, <laughs> you braver than me. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Yeah. So. Ex- example, a basketball player um, at a LA Fitness in Sterling, Virginia. Shout out to Virginia. My mom's thinking about moving there. Mom, I hope you're listening to this. Basketball <laughs> player uh, called police after a hard foul during a pickup game at an LA Fitness. Oh. Now, I guess it was a pick, and he just didn't see the pick coming. You can kind of argue as a foul, but I think he just didn't see the screen. He didn't, I just, see, the, he didn't it, see the pick coming. He didn't see that corner. I mean, he got smacked screen, up. screen, whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it's a pickup game, yeah, bro. Man, man. If you if you were worried about the refs calling all these things, how about you only play games that have refs in them? Yeah. Straight up, like yeah. it's the easy. It's an easy call conversation. A basketball foul, though. That's a soft. You can't it's call a basketball foul, man. I it, no blood, no foul. Yeah. That's what they used to say back in the day. Yeah. We used to be leaked up coming back from the yeah. <laughs> from the basketball court, yeah. but holes everywhere. Yeah, I mean, but I went up and I dunked on somebody, yeah. so I still got that. Yeah. You know. When you dunk on somebody, you gonna get fouled. Yeah. It's just gonna happen. I don't think he knew what a pick was. I don't I, think I mean, he knew that was a thing. You know what I mean? He's like, he just got in my way. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he he, he went, just stood there and got he, in my way. He wouldn't make it to the rucker. I tell yeah, you that. <laughs> tell you that right now. Now, granted, now, now, in a ton of good news for this, like no no charges are filed. Whatever the cops showed up, there's like whatever this is ridiculous. The guy who was you know who set you know who did the fouling said this is ridiculous. One didn't file charges against this guy for making yeah. ridiculous claims. Of course, the guy couldn't didn't file. But charges that's taxpayers' money. That's it's taxpayers' money. Every yeah. time the cops show up, that's that's so many thousands of dollars. Yeah. For them to pull up to the scene just to assess something that that stupid. Yeah. So actually think about what's going on before you call the cops, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Oh, all right. Do we want to talk about this? Sorry. Okay, we'll just run this over real quick. There's a man by the name of Josh Hader. <laughs> Enough. Uh, and it, he's, he pretty much is a he's a, a baseball pitcher who's played for the Market Brewers, and he led up a series of tweets. Pretty much he had a bad series in the, around the around the eighth inning or something like that of the all-star game while pitching and then uh, right after he got like sent sent to the benches all of his old twitter dirt came out with all this racist rhetoric and all this anti-homophobic stuff just mm-hmm. uh, all this all this homophobic stuff and he just 
It's not looking good. His full family was there. This was during the game. So you can see footage of people at the game. Like, you can see his t- all-star teammates reading the tweets and being like, oh, no. no. Oh, no. Like, their face turning. People, in the, uh, people in, the, in the stands start taking off the jerseys. His family, his father took off his jersey. They, they, his family replaced, got their jerseys with his name replaced with just, at, like, regular team jerseys. Oh, wow. His family shunned him. This whole thing, like, after doing this whole thing. Which is good. Thank you, society, for stepping up and making sure he didn't get away with this. It's like you making millions of dollars to play a sport, man. Yeah. Just shut up. Yeah. Play the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he couldn't help it. But these are all on earth. This is old stuff. But he should have just recognized this from before. But, like, it's yeah, just crazy. Just delete your Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Like, so, I, I think the person who brought it up, someone said, like, the internet never forgets. It never does. It never does. It's like, you're right. It huh? never does. But, like, still, you like when you, as soon as you sign an uh, mm-hmm. uh, in. MLB contract for you know probably forty six million dollars or whatever it is they pay you a lot of money to play baseball these days yeah you should delete your Twitter yeah just delete it you don't need to be out there like that like the, like yeah. it's just like Trump having a tw- having a Twitter what's yeah. the point yeah why is he tweeting right. knock it off <laughs> all right uh, a man uh, by the name of uh, Vic Cunningham is running for uh, public office in in Texas in the Dallas area. And uh, his family is a little concerned because they're like, hey, I don't think you know this. Our our brother is, you know, our family member, uncle, whatever, the different family members are coming out saying who they are, who he is to them, that this man is racist and he has a lot of problems. You should not vote him. His family's coming out and saying this. They're like, no, he's like got like a big inheritance and whoever doesn't, whoever doesn't stick to them being white and like running all these political, you know, running his political agenda won't get any of it or get certain pieces of it. And that's how he's doing it out. He's basically saying... You know, I'm the owner of this trust. Yeah. If you want to be related to me, you want to stay yeah. related to me, you're going to yeah. marry white, yeah. and you're going to be straight, yeah. and you're going to be a Christian. Yeah. Or you're not getting anything yeah. from me. You don't believe me? Listen to it. If you marry, again, I'm supporting what my beliefs are. I strongly support traditional family values that if you marry a person of the opposite sex that's Caucasian, that's Christian, they will get a distribution. It doesn't prohibit anything, and it doesn't say you'll never get the money. You're just not going to get that milestone distribution. Does that make sense? Why did you want to put that in there? It's my religious belief that marriage is between one man and one woman, and I wanted to support my faith of being a Christian. What does that have to do with them being Caucasian? It's, again, I wanted to support my faith in encouraging a <laughs> uh, traditional family I love that. I love his phrasing. Yeah. You consider it uh, a traditional family value, as I understand it. Yes. To marry traditional. Very traditional. Have you ever used the N-word? Very George Bush. No, in life. In court. <laughs> in, in, in the context of the trial. <laughs> oh. I know, right? He's like, oh, he's like so good. anything long and hard. Now, the other parts I interviewed, like when he was positive, he chose his words very carefully. Yeah, I, you could tell. I had to you edit a lot of those pauses just for the time and speed, of course. He that long bad. pause is obviously you had to keep because he had to think long and hard he about that. Bad. It's like, hmm. Because he didn't realize it's like, he's like, okay, there's probably some records out there. Let me think. <laughs> 
Like it's like that's it's like that's like camera that one time. I was like, nah, it's Teddy with the camera. Now, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, no, nah, that was Joe Bob. He had the recorder that day, so I think I'm good. No, no, I should be good. <laughs> In court. No, I'm good. <laughs> In court. In court. You just thought a little too long about that, my man. That's Ooh. all I'm saying about that. Alright. Talk about some pop culture. That was it. That was good. That was perfect. <laughs> Working things out in this new studio. That sounded great. Well, thank you. Shout out to Real Romy on the board. All right. Sasha Baron Cohen is really good at uh, tricking uh, Republicans into things and the saying stupid stuff that they obviously just generally believe. Spoiler or just, alert. Or just show how they're puppets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, you guys have to hear this to believe it. So this is... Um, this is just part of a, one of his first episodes of his show called Who's America, where uh, he's uh, got a man by, uh, what's his name, Philip Vaughn Cleave, um, who was uh, part of a Virginia Defense League, who was a gun advocate in uh, Virginia, which is one of many in our culture, uh, in our country. And uh, this is an ad that they made encouraging young children to take up firearms. Shalom, children. My name is Ran Morad. I here to show you that guns, when used responsibly with training from grown-ups, can help keep you safe in your school. Here to help teach you is Philip Van Cleef. Not every strange man you meet gonna be friendly and non-threatening like me. Today, we're gonna teach you how you can stop these naughty men and have them take a long nap. That's oh right, and that's God. why Thank you're going to meet a friend of mine. His name is Papi Pistol. Papi now, Philip, will you show us how to feed Papi Pistol? To feed him, take his lunchbox and push it into his tummy like this. Oh, Just remember to point Puppy Pistol's mouth right at the middle of the bad man. Ooh. If he has a big fat tummy, point at that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's fun. Okay. Puppy Pistol is part of a whole group of new friends big that fun. your parents can get you called Gunimals. Wouldn't you love to meet this little gunny rabbit? He's ready to put the naughty man on a very long time out. How about the magical Uzi cone? Well, this is one for the girls. It's a lovely little unicorn that you can play with. Dino Gun can stop an entire crowd of bad men. And Tots, you gotta learn that Dino Gun eats and spits his candy really, really fast. Rocky Chip RPG will take you to the moon. Or rather, the bad guys are going to the moon if they attack your school with a truck full of big, scary fireworks. And introducing BFF, a starter gun for infants 24 months and under. BFF is so easy to fire, even a baby can use it. BFF wants to help you pull the string on a bad guy make bang bang <laughs> wow ladies and gentlemen i mean that's that's real and it's not he, real he got, a, he got a real political person in office to mm, record yeah. this nra yeah ramble yeah. for kids for well, children this man, yeah he's been running the resident defense league but there's if you follow the the show he has other politicians backing all of this like actual people in office currently in office running for office Outside office. Pretty much just right wing conservatives who support gun laws are all about this and think this is totally okay. Children. Yeah. Not tight. Kindergartians. Yeah, man. 
Be careful out there. Don't be giving three-year-olds pistols with puppies on the faces of them. That should just be obvious. This is wrong. Oh, Lord. Anyways, moving forward. All right. This do, is an interesting one. Do you have the drop? Do you huh? have, do you have, uh, do you have Hulk, Hulk Hogan's music? I, I, you know, I almost did, but I figured we'd be promoting uh, him, and I realized I, I was like, I'm, I'm responsible, I'm going to be with this. I was like, I, no, I kind of still don't like him, so I'm, I can't do it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and say it. As a child, Hulk Hogan was my favorite wrestler. Yeah. It broke my heart. I mean, broke my heart that he's out here using the N words yeah, like that. Yeah. I knew he was a good old boy, but yeah, man, man, I didn't know it was that bad. Like yeah. as a as a kid, I was. I mean, all I wanted to do was the boot and the leg drop. I figured after That's the all I, I figured after the do. whole thing with Mr. T and him, I was like, okay, we cool. Like it's, he's cool. He's like, cool. Like, like he's cool with black. Yeah. He's cool. Like all I wanted to do was imagine, the boot and the leg. Imagine drop. how Mr. T felt. Oh, oh, man, he'd just be man. like, oh, what's Mr. T alive? Is Mr. T still alive? I don't yeah, know. I think he's still alive. Yeah, he's anyway. still doing infomercials. But anyways, anyways, anyways. But the whole point of this being broke my heart yeah. that like that he's out here being yeah. that racist so yeah. I was happy to hear the news that they removed him yeah. from the Hall of Fame yeah. but then for, to hear about him being reinstated yeah. and to hear about the, the the other wrestlers not going for it I'm, yeah. all, I'm in support of those yeah. guys so a lot of uh, African American wrestlers are, or black wrestlers are not happy with uh, the news that Hulk Hogan is going to be coming back because obviously they want money and they want ratings and stuff like that because I heard they're losing a lot of money in ratings as well for other reasons or something like that, but, no, but Vince, yeah, so like a lot of Vince McMahon's racist too. Yeah, been racist. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where, uh, I mean, wrestling I think has always kind of been like steeped in like kind of white culture in a way, almost like NASCAR. There's still African Americans involved, but I think yeah, it's still kind of always been African. I mean, you can involved. almost make that argument. About think about football. The Rock. Yeah. The Rock. Yeah, I just don't think. Yeah, I just don't think he should be reinstated. I think you have to prove a point. This is a time for you to step up and prove a point. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, what you mean, how popular you are. Anyone can fall from grace. You know what I mean? Especially for you, a person you don't get allowed I mean, back in because of that. Like, you Stone, don't get Stone Cold. You don't Steve, get a pass because Stone, of that. Stone Cold Steve Austin is a, a known redneck, but not a racist. Though. Yeah. Which is the you know? I hope not. No, no, no. Like I mean, they've been asking him questions for a long time that he's Nowadays. you know what I'm saying. But it's like yeah. they want to make sure because uh, yeah. you know what's going on. But it's like for Hulk Hogan to come out, you were like, you a real American? Yeah. Is it as a real American racist? I am a real you know what I'm American. Hey, so. Yeah, man. Especially with that song and all that he stood for. That's disappointing part. So yeah, I I stand with these black wrestlers to do that. You know what I mean? Like only thing only thing I can think of that they're gonna try to do this is if Hulk Hogan's character and personality. Is a type that addresses social issues against African Americans or other people that have injustices against them. You better come up with an anti-racist character to run a platform on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you better do something with it. If you're gonna yeah. go in, you better do something with this. If yeah, not, you, you better, need to get out. You better come back. And just I feel like they're gonna do it anyway. I still don't agree with that. But if you are gonna do it, you better have a heart. At least so that you, at least show that you care and you have some remorse. You know what sure. I mean? Just show like something. Show some heart. <laughs> show, show some soul. Yeah. In any in any in any sort of way. Um all right. We get into sports? Yeah. It's hard, man. There ain't a lot of sports going on right now. I mean summer league. Yeah. Which I'm happy about. Yeah. Let's see what that means for us. I mean shout we, out I think we won summer league last year too. I mean well, shout, <laughs> shout out to the Blazers. Our yeah. rookies being out there yeah, winning summer bit. league. We really appreciate them, yeah. you know, doing that at least. Uh, yeah. We'll see how the season works out, but uh, first we'll start off with uh, Kawhi Leonard going to the Raptors. Yeah, I don't think for the whole time when this whole thing was going down, I didn't think that Kawhi was going to go west because how stacked the West well actually was. Yeah, 
I mean, I don't know. Strategically, if some a team like the Spurs won't send him to a Western team. They're like, yeah, right. You kidding yeah, me? Like, no, send him to the East. We're gonna, you know, yeah, yeah. No. The Spurs are really, really strategic right here. So, yeah, they're not. I mean, dumb. DeRozan's not happy. No, he is not happy at all. No. He's been all over Twitter talking about how he doesn't. Like there's no he dedicated no, himself to that team like a couple years there's ago. No, man. There's no love. Yeah. There's no love in the league for people just to get this drop like that. Like uh, I mean, you knew there was no love in the league when it got traded. Yeah. Like wow. Yeah. I mean, he he they, put out a tweet about that. He's just like I he's mean, like y'all should know by his, now. His sister yeah. just died. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I mean, he, you know, so. he was like one of the first ones to come out and yeah, say something. Like, he's like, yeah, you forget what happened to me. Like yeah. he's like, no such thing as loyalty in the NBA. I mean, yeah. but if Kawhi seriously wants to end up a Laker. Mm-hmm. He will he will do so in a few years. Yeah. I don't know how in long. In a year, he's only there for a year. I don't know how long this, the contract's for. It's a year vacation in Toronto. You yeah. might as well enjoy it. He's gonna have soak a good in time. some culture. I mean, especially after being in Texas for a while, soak in some culture, eat some interesting food, meet some interesting people, maybe learn another language, get a little more culture, like have a have an experience, and then you can go to L.A. where you probably have none of that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and then uh, going on next, uh, another thing I wanted to kind of touch up on real quick, uh, France's World Cup team. Um, yeah, I, I shout lo- out, shout out, shout out to all the uh, Africans and Muslims who made up that team and won the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. that that was great. I love yeah. that. Uh, if you want to hear a really good, insightful speech about uh, about the ra- the racism that has been going on within the African slash French team from France uh, ambassadors talking talking mess. Watch Trevor Trevor Noah's Daily Show clip about that because I th- I love his way of phrasing it. Yeah. Um, also, um, NFL star Titan. Um, Jarrell yeah. Casey say he'll protest the anthem and take and take the fine. Yeah, Jarrell Casey. He made a stand against it. Um, once again, listen to him. You don't have to hear Definitely from me. Not, not happy thing around our locker. Well, I won't say our locker room, but around the NFL, uh, guys is definitely not happy about it. Uh, I feel it's not not right. I don't think you know it was a good decision for the NFL to come up with that ruling. Um, but they have their reasonings on what they've done. I'm going to take a fine this year. Why not? I'm going to protest during the, the flag. That's what I'm going to say now. I'm going to take my fine. So it is what it is. I ain't going to let them stop me doing what I want to do. And if they want to have these battles between players and organization, it's what it's going to be. Just because it's not necessarily about the anthem. That's where everybody's messing up. But it's not about the anthem. We're just using that time to use it for our pl- platform. If everybody can understand where we come from about the injustice in America, the way that the justice system treats minorities is the issue that we have and until they can understand that and for an organization you know for 95 percent of your team to be minorities and you can't understand where we come from that's pretty mind shocking to me i'm gonna do what i do that's gonna bring light to my community bring light to my to the people that's out there that need the attention that's all it's about i don't care what nobody else has to say if you don't have nothing positive to say and you don't know how to hop on board and try to make this world better for everybody i don't care too much for you right on jarell casey uh, right. Speaking of world better for everybody, um, I'm gonna take a little time for my mom real quick. I want the world to know that my mom has got stage three colon cancer. So if any of you guys out there are, like praying and want to pray for somebody, please pray for my mom. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, dude, lovely woman, man. Love, appreciate love talking, that. hanging out there. Yeah. All right. It's been a while. <laughs> we got some things to talk about. Dealing with the bar. The things happen in the bar. Remember y'all, it's still summer out there. Lots of patios to hang out on. Bartenders to get to know, people to meet. So let's do this right. I want to talk about the polite and niceties in the bar. First first thing first, don't touch me. 
I'm behind the bar. If you want to get my attention, use your words and say like words like, excuse me. Don't say, hey. Don't be like, uh, <laughs> I was next. Uh, any of that stuff. I'm good on all of that. Uh, there's a bar in between us for a reason. Don't touch me. Yeah. I shouldn't have to tell you not to touch me. Don't touch strangers. Yeah. You know. Uh, I kind of have the same, something along the same lines. Everybody have respect for each other. Just to have a little bit of understanding, all right? Sometimes your bartender is a little busy, and there's a lot of things he probably can't get to he's going to miss. He's not going to be perfect. A lot of things on his mind, like his mom and stuff, you know? Yeah, you know, things happen. So you can't get mad if something (laughs) happens. Being a bartender, you got to be a little more sensitive to people out there. You realize you don't know what people are going through, Mm -hmm. what they're dealing with, and when you throw something like that at them, they might feel aware because maybe they're coming there to relax and allow some steam about what happened to them that day. So it's got to be a mutual thing on both ends. Just try to remember to look out for each other in that way. Sometimes the lines of communications get lost, and then ugly situations happen from that. From two good people turning one bad situation. And Lord knows that's not a good equation. So let's not do that. Anyways, moving on. Another show in the can. Yeah, another one done under the sun. <laughs> another one by Or lack thereof today. I don't know where it's at. It's muggy. I hope it starts up. Don't complain, though. It's supposed to be hot next week. Up to 97, something like that. It's supposed to be wildin'. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. We love doing the show. We're glad that you love listening to us. Some of the feedback you've been giving us is very good and very positive, and so we're running with it. So just keep it coming. Um, just remember, uh, the city's getting, uh, getting a lot bigger. Small place, a lot more people coming in. So try to be more considerate, a little more thoughtful about your day when you go about people you talk to, things you deal with. You're not the only one. Take care of each other, y'all. Peace. Peace.